What's up, everybody? We're back. There's been some hot drops. You know, we promised our audio producer, Mr. Matt Prince, that we talk a little bit about us. Because people got to follow us a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Look, we're over 100 episodes in. We had a little bit of a hiatus there, but now we're three weeks straight. I mean, do they not know about us? Maybe. I mean, they don't follow us personally. That's his point. So... We uh we just had we're having a little bit of a stressful day today. Building a startup is never easy, right? Yeah, I mean, for all those that are listening, we love F one, but at the same time, we're building a startup, a business, and there's definitely days that are, I guess, stressful. Maybe the word or days that are just a little bit more challenging. Yesterday is very challenging. Today has not stopped on that front, but. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great time for any of you guys that follow us religiously. Shout out to our boy Douglas, obviously Oliver. We have some people that have uh, joined us on our journey that we actually know by first name. They know Title League is the overarching brand we're under. Um, the company that Kurt founded and company that I'm helped building. But yeah, it's, it's been a crazy ride. Hopefully, uh, we can continue bringing you guys some more great F1 content. I mean, those cars though. Those cars. Brother. <laughs> You know, we have had four car launches at the time of recording, which mm-hmm. will probably be at the time of this being out. And three of the four have delivered. Red Bull never delivers. Their cars look the same for the last, what, 10 years, 15 yeah, years? Yeah, I mean, it, it's the same car. And to your point, Mercedes will probably be the same as well. So I'm not, I'm not going to defend them either. It's just you have to aim for something that's going to please your crowd, right? Like... The new livery every single year should be like a thing of pride. Yeah, it's not even like you have multiple jerseys. Iconic, you can still get creative. Yeah, like maybe they blend the turquoise and the silver somewhere at the front. Like, I hope Mercedes comes with something this year. Um, my biggest thing is, it's your livery for a whole year. It's not like you wear multiple ones. You might change your livery once or twice, right? I mean, maybe you've got a, special a few event. special events. You know, Red Bull has their theirs. Everyone, everyone does it. But you rock it for at least sixteen to eighteen races a year for the majority. So I would like to see them swing. If they go back to black, that's a swing for me. I, I will put it on wax. That would be a swing in the, in the right direction. So we'll see what Mercedes comes out. Who's been your favorite livery so far? I think we both said that nobody was going to top Haas. I stand corrected, but I'll let you go first. I love Alfa Romeo. That steak collab with the black and the burgundy or maroon, whatever you want to call it, looks so nice. Yeah, I'm really excited for Alpha, like on a racing note. But it feels like they're headed in such a great trajectory with Audi on the way. Um, so shout out to Sa- Sauber Group. So yeah, Sauber Group is doing a great thing. They have steak. I really love what they're doing with Guan Yu. And I'm not the biggest fan of Valtteri, as everybody knows on this podcast. But they have a pretty good driving pair, in my opinion, for where they're at. It is. You're also getting $50 million from China. Listen, they got, look, they got steak bag. They got China bag. Honestly, F1 is in such a healthy place financially. Is There's it? never been this... I, I mean, I've heard it on record from multiple uh, principles. But There's been. never been this level of want from sponsors. Yeah, you know what? I, I, you're right. I take it back. That's the FIA. The FIA stance. They're not, they're not happy about um, the, the valuation on F1 and all the money coming and saying yeah. it is inflated. I mean, inflated. I'm more so talking about the fact that, look... Haas has got sponsors. Williams has got sponsors. No, but you're right. It is in a healthy place. FIA is not the F1. F1. It's a two, two different separate entities. So you are right on that aspect. I was just thinking about from what um, 
the FIA president said. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see how people kind of but, but look at it. You know, we're talking design and we're talking liveries and how they look. I think this year, the collaborations with these sponsors has been executed really well. It has. I feel... Like we'll leave Red Bull out of the side because Red Bull's classic. Although we're not fans of Red Bull, they're just a classic look. That's the look they stay with. That's up to them. Um, like the Duracell battery on the Williams, mm -hmm. really well done. Very, um, very intuitive. Yes. And I think the general consensus around Williams' car last year is it looked great in the light, but it was too dark on the track. Yeah. They seem to listen to their fan base, and this year their car is lighter. So I think this year their car will actually be what everybody thought it was in the showroom. So Williams' car is actually my favorite so far. Um, just because, like, I just like how they mixed all the blues in and blended in. I know that Alfa Romeo and uh, Haas have a dark mode, but I really like Williams' car and the Duracell battery. And, you know, you know, I wasn't a fan of Albon as a driver, but as a human, I'm an Albon fan. Listen, they, they've also, we got the Duracell battery, but then we also have the Golf logo on the front. Like, there's this influx of U.S. brands, right? And do we give, is this the time to give the shout out to these teams' creative directors? No. No. Not yet. Not yet? Because the way that, you know, we're incorporating, you know, from Haas if it's MoneyGram and Palm Angels through to Duracell and Golf through to Steak, like. I'm giving the CMOs. Yeah. Whoever's. Whoever's in charge of brand feel. Yeah, I, th I think that they definitely get some credit. I think the creative directors will be really tested over the next two years on what they do with those brands. So, so what we get to see in, on the socials with Palm Angels, what we get to see with Golf and Duracell and Steak. Because, you know, Steak is obviously invested in some of the biggest influencers they in the world. Are, so, I was looking at their Instagram today. They are, for sure, they are a betting platform. Yeah. But they also call themselves an entertainment brand. And obviously, you see what they've done with Drake, and you see what they're doing now in the, in the football space. They like did with soccer. Kyle Forgard. Um, it's cool, man. Like they're doing, they're a fun brand. And when you incorporate fun into a fun sport, no different than Red Bull, right? Like Red Bull is a fun brand. Mm -hmm. We're talking Red Bull. Globe. Best the by, just so we're clear, everybody knows that we're not fans of Red Bull, the racing team. Their marketing slash actual business model is incredible. Exactly. They're. they're Class of its own. There's no better marketing company in the world than Red Bull that comes to mind. For sure. So I think when you look at everything, F1 is in a, a we continue to say this, financially, uh, from a mass appeal standpoint or a marketing standpoint, great place. The sport is growing. People love it. We're now seeing the dollars follow. Actually, if you're Alfa Romeo, you've got like this incredible year from a brand standpoint to sell cars. But you know you're gonna be cut, you're gonna be on the way out. Yeah, it, it, they have the great two two year runway. No, three years. Twenty three, twenty four, you know, twenty five. I'm sure their investment started pretty tough, but now when you look at where F1 is, like you're gonna get two solid years. Car looks good. You've got stake involved. People are watching it. Yeah, you might sell you're some gonna, more. Alpha you're gonna sell males. more alpha males for sure. In China, you're selling more alpha males to begin with. Facts. Like signing one, you. I don't understand why more teams didn't pick up Joe. Like, it just, like, the bottom teams, like Haas, Williams last year, I, the first person I was looking at on the market is Joe. If you're looking for money and influence, Yeah, maybe right? they just knew he was not going to be available. That's, that's fair, too. So let me throw this out to you, right? Um, you know, I'm big on esports as well. The esports had a very, very big boom where a lot of people were throwing money. But they found that 
some of the money was a bad investment because you know you everything looks sexy right now until the dust clears over five or six years. Yeah. So I how would do, you, say, do you think do you think that could be true with F1? Because Oracle paid fifty million dollars a year to be Red Bull's main sponsor, and that's a bag and a half. That's more than. And mind you, there's naming rights involved. It's more than the Warriors patch, the Lakers patch. And those are established NBA franchises that are so popular in Canada. So what is your thought kind of on that? I, I don't think you, you can compare it to esports just because the two have completely different lifespans. Esports is still relatively in infancy when you look at just no, it's global, You're not wrong. You know, the global population. Formula One's been around for a long time. People know that sponsorship's been a part of this for a long time. Um, it's just historically, the top teams would do exceptionally well on the sponsorship side and the bottom teams wouldn't. So what we've seen over the last five to 10 years is the entire sport has elevated all the teams. So I'm, I'm fully on board with that statement. I guess what I'm asking is, is there a drop-off in fan engagement when it's not the shiny toy anymore because they're doing mm. a Vegas, Miami? Well, because that was what esports was. It was a shiny toy. And then people are like, okay, cool. It's been here for five, six years. Okay, bye. Because we're only, we're in year five or six of F1 really. What, what, did, what did F1 really penetrate? 2020, 2019? It took a year, two years for Drive to Survive to really have its impact? Yeah. We're in about year three. So I was like, is it still a shiny toy or is it here to stay? I guess that was you know, more my question. I guess in order to continue that, you, you have to continue growing the sport. They're doing a great job at it. But it also comes down to the fact that you only have these 20 drivers, right? If you have boring drivers, hard to market. What yeah. happens when Lewis leaves? You know, Danny Rick is staying yeah, in the sport. Yeah, but you have Max. Dude, is Max fun? But he's controversial. <laughs> People are going to love or hate Max. He's sure. going to draw you to the sport. I don't know if the majority of young Americans like Max. But he's dramatic. And you know Americans love drama in their sports. You will... You will need some personality. Yeah, I agree with you. So let me throw this out to you, right? We obviously have F1 as a growing sport. So where the real question comes for me is, do they continue to having a, having a great product, right? So I want to throw this out to you. Last year, we really only had an F1 season for the first half of the year for most casual fans, right or wrong? Mm. After Max ran away with it, it wasn't even entertaining. Yeah, it was, in comparison to the previous year, very different. So, so 2021 was an anomaly. 2020, Mercedes destroyed everybody. 2019, a little bit, but Mercedes dominant. Yeah. Do we see a fall off because of the simple fact that neither, not every season is 2021? At its peak, 2021, sports growing. Everybody's watching it. It was the perfect recipe. It was the perfect recipe. So and next year, if Mercedes runs away with it or Red Bull, we don't know what that looks like. And that's where I'm going with this, You just right? have to ensure that there is great battles throughout have, the There's got to be a great product. So, and then you have to continuously then trust and hope the media does a great job talking about these battles to drive conversation. Yeah. And, you know, you were in, you were in a very famous ESPN person's house and he talked about how acquiring F1, a lot of people said no to it and he said yes to it, right? Mm -hmm. We won't name drop. You got to hope that people are still pushing the sport like you just said. So I, where I'm going with well, this… we see what ESPN is doing. They're spending the money now. They're spending the money, but you got to hope the product stays there. So the next part of this question is I want to talk about is 
Did the rules actually do anything? We're a year behind. We never really reflected on it. Did it really promote closer racing and actually give better battles? I would say yes, but not a yes of like drastically. Yeah. We saw, we saw good racing throughout the entire field, but I wouldn't say it was – they spoke about it way more than what it actually delivered. Like they spoke so highly of it. Yeah, because we really – only had three teams uh, that were actually well. Let's say two teams for most of the year. They, it was Red Bull dominant, but there was only only three. There was three teams in. There was one team in one tier, two teams in one tier, and everybody else. There was mm. still a massive gap. It, it's proven by how Lando Norris is the only team to score a podium outside of Big Three, right? McLaren and Lando Norris, right? So it's very interesting because they said, "Well, it's going to continue to evolve, and you'll see more of it this year." Yeah, and I hope so. Because you know what? The floors, the floor plays a, a role in that. Teams have a better understanding. And that you actually transition us perfectly into my last point for today, if you have anything else. So shout out to Denny, FIR Girly. I remember I put you on. She's all Mercedes, yeah. all Lewis. She tweeted something. I'm gonna read it. Mercedes did simulation comparisons between the W14 and the W13. Start of the season, mid-season, and the end of season. Apparently, both Lewis and George have seen improvements on how the car handle is handled. I believe this is more to do with balance than performance. Bracket speed. How do you feel as a Mercedes fan hearing that? I mean, we kind of knew that it had to do with either balance or ride height. You no, know, I agree with you. But how do you feel? Because the, all the comments were, oh, we heard that last year. You didn't see it in the simulations of porpoising, all this stuff. So it feels like... T- Fans for this year are really like, well, Skeptical. until you get into the simu- in real life, I don't care, right? So as a Mercedes fan, are you encouraged because you feel you have the porpoising or are you like, whatever, I need to wait until testing? Well, after Toto's comments and after watching last season, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was nervous. No, so, but do you believe the car is that much better? Do you think you'll still be a step behind quite a bit? I think because we lost a year playing catch up, we will be behind. But now Horner came out and said that he is behind. Well, they lost. They obviously had their penalty, right? Yeah, he says that's going to affect them drastically. Because which I don't they know lost well. wind tunnel time, right? Yes, I believe it was about 9% or 8%. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Honestly, we also know this game is full of chess and politics. chess moves, yeah. Yeah, well, when we get, even when we get to the first um, preseason test in Barcelona and then obviously down to... But then we go to what? Abu Dhabi, right? No, um, Saudi? No, it's always Bahrain. Bahrain, sorry. Yeah. You know, even there, cars aren't revealing everything. Yeah. You don't really see it till race one. Yeah, but my point to you is, are you optimistic or are you skeptical? I'm neutral. You're not skeptical or op- optimistic. I'm so level-headed this year. Last year, I went into it blind, like Lewis is getting his eighth. I'm going into it very neutral. That's very fair. Um, okay, cool. So I want to rank the livery so far and I Actually, got nothing else. And I also went into last year with so much hate and anger. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So rank from one to four, your top liveries. I know Red Bull's number four. Who's three? So my, uh, I'm just going to go one to four. It's yeah, easier okay, for cool. me. Um, Alfa Romeo's number one. Yeah. Oz two, Williams three, Red Bull four. So I got Williams, Alfa Romeo, Haas, Red Bull. So your Haas also three, it dropped to three. Yeah, I really like the Haas one, but like I'm a big fan of blue, right? 
I love the Williams car last year. My only big negative or pessimistic point, whatever you want to call it, was the fact that in, in real time, on the broadcast, without a bunch of light shining on it, it looked too dark. They seemed to fix that. And that was one of my favorite cars last year. So I'm going to go with the Williams right now. Alfa Romeo's car is stunning. Um, Dude, it's going to look so nice at night. Yeah, my thing is, is like, what happens if these cars don't look good under the real lights, right? And that, that's, that's the hard time I have with Haas and um, Alfa Romeo. If you look at their black paint, it's not, it's not gloss, right? Mercedes black was glossy. That's was, why it looks so good. Mercedes black was incredible. And that's why I have the dark modes as they look great right now, but I don't have them as my favorite. That would be my reason behind it. But Red Bull's obviously fourth. They did nothing. Maybe they added a new stripe. I didn't look that much. It was literally a waste of 40 minutes waiting for the car reveal. Yeah. So next we have Aston and Ferrari. No, isn't Aston McLaren on the same day? Aston McLaren, Ferrari, and then I believe Mercedes. It's going to be exciting, man. We've got um, lots to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, that's really it. Did you want to talk about Ford at all or we'll talk about this on another episode? I think we should do a whole like Ford episode. You know, this is a team that has history. Some say sketchy history. 13 Constructors Championships. I don't know. It's a whole episode. Okay, it's a whole episode. All right, guys. We appreciate it. Like we said, we'll try to hit you guys every week, but keep it nice and simple for now. And we'll see you guys next week. We'll probably talk about Mercedes and everybody else that drops. Let's do it. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.